theyeshiva.net. Good morning, everybody. We're at the last piece of the Mimer. Samach Beis, column one. Uh, one, four lines from the bottom. Or page 123. The line starts, Chuli Kanal Lechen so it says, This is the reason that the Chazal tell us, The Zohar says that somebody who doesn't kneel, who doesn't bow down by Moedim, so he'll be missing by him. What's the connection? He doesn't finish it. Because there's two dimensions. There's Pchines Bracha, Hainu Hamshachas Chuli, or Pchines Hoida, Pchines Bittel, Pchines Tshuva Masim Taiva. There's something called Bracha, there's something called Hoida. The word Bracha, we met, said many times, is an expression in the Mishnah, in Kilayim Hamavriches Hagefen. If somebody bends a vine, you take a part of a vine and you bend it, you put it in the earth, you want it to produce another sapling elsewhere. So that's why bracha is melashon hamshacha. It's drawing forth. In modern Hebrew, they call a pool brecha. Right, a brecha, because <coughs> there's a source of water, whether it's a faucet or a, or a, or a river or a well, and then you, you bring it forth into a new, into a new space. That's really the concept of giving a bracha. When you say you give a bracha, a blessing, it's really the concept of a hamshacha. Meaning when uh, Yaakov wanted to bless Yosef's children, so he crossed his hands and he put his right hand on the younger one, on Ephraim, and his left hand on Menashe. So Yosef said, no, loichen avi, Menashe is the oldest. But Yaakov said, Yadati bni Yadati, but still Ephraim. Menashe is going to be a great boy, but Ephraim, Yigdalmimeno, and he needs the bracha from the right hand. The question is, if you're giving the bracha, give the bracha to Menashe. <laughs> Let Menashe be that person. The answer is, the bracha doesn't invent. Bracha draws forth. A bracha is identifying the potential that the person has that may be in a higher space, and you help it become actualized. Again, bracha melashon hamshacha, you're, you're actualizing it, you're drawing it down. It's not, that's the difference of, it's, it's not this tefillah and this bracha. That's what a bracha is. A bracha is a blessing, so we could translate it as a blessing, but it doesn't just mean I bless. The real concept of a bracha is the ability to be mamshach, to bring forth something that may be in a higher plane or in a subconscious plane or, or in a more concealed plane, that it should be able to come out in a more revealed and concrete manner to affect whatever has to be affected in, in, in a tangible way. So that's why he says, Brach is hamshacha. Pchin is haida. There's something called haida. Haida maidim. Maida means gratitude, thanks. Haida also comes from the word submission, like your maida, right, or surrender. The word vidui, confession, is connected to haida. That's the concept of Pchines Bittel, Pchines Tshuva Masim Taiv. As he says, Lachay Namr Razal. 
The Mishnah says in Pirkei Avos, Yafa Shachas B'Tshuva Ma'asim Tovim Ba'Elam Hazem Mikol Chayelam Haba. One hour of Tshuva and Ma'asim Tovim in this world is greater than Kol Chayelam Haba, than the entire life of Elam Haba. How can you say this? One hour of Tshuva in this world is Yafa from the whole Chayelam Haba. So it says, Ki Chayelam Haba Hu Mishem Havayed Alasata. Because the life of Elam Haba is basically also from Shem Havaya de Lasata, meaning from the lower dimension we spoke about Shem Havaya. Biyud Nivra. The Gemara says in Menachas that Biyud Nivra Elam Haba and Behe Nivra Elam Haza. The, he, the Elam Haza was created from the He and the Elam Haba was created from the Yud. That means even Elam Haba is coming from the Yud. In this world, which is also Elam Haza, comes from a hey. But still, the Tshuva and Masim Tevim in this world, as we said yesterday about the symptom of the person, the Sur Meiran, the Asay type of the person, yeah. is, is, so to speak, created or accessed through Tshuva Masim Tovim Dafka in this world. V'dafka Yedebchines Moshe Kanal. And this is precisely through Moshe, as we said, V'yaminu B'avaya B'Moshe. V'lechen Ksiv V'yikra Havaya Havaya V'yikra Koya Al Moshe. In the Yedgil Midas HaRachim, it says, V'yavar Hashem Alpano V'yikra Hashem Hashem Havaya Havaya. The V'yikra here refers to Moshe. Moshe called out. Sh'moshe Koyde Yomamshech Me'havaya D'la'ele L'havaya D'la'sat. Moshe calls, the word koire is like, we say he called, he said, he declared, but really the word koire is like, koire lachaver, like you call your friend, like you call somebody, right? You call him like, Yankel, could you come over here please? So vayikra, he called, havaya to come in, she koire, he calls, umamshech, accesses, from havaya to havaya, shahoya psik taime. Because usually there's a psik time. Psik time means there's a uh, a psik like a you know there's a symbol in a sefer Torah between havaya and havaya. It's like a line that separates it, like a wall. It's called psik time, and uh, so you have you have uh, there's a few times in Chumash that it will say a name twice, Avraham, Avraham, Moshe, Moshe. Few times, so it says in Zohar that by all of them, this psik timer, there's a time, there's a psik in between. Moshe loy posik timer begavaya. By Moshe, there's no psik. Why? Because there's a difference between the way the person is above and the way the person is below. It can't be fully accessed. But Moshe, Moshe loy psik timer begavaya. So here also, the havaya de la should be able to be accessed. And revealed in the Havaya de la Sata, that's what Moshe does. Aidei Pchinus Moshe Nasa Chibur Vekishur Beis Havaya Kanal. Vilachain Bishas Kriyas Yamsuf Ksiv Oz Yashim Moshe Bnei Yisrael. That's why by Kriyas Yamsuf, right after this moment of Ayaminu Ba'abai of Moshe Avdai, it says Oz Yashim Moshe Bnei Yisrael. But if the Jews saying Moshe is one of the Jews, Oz Yashim Bnei Oz Yashiru Bnei Yisrael, Moshe is one of the Bnei Yisrael. Just because he's Moshe, he's also one of the Bnei Yisrael. 
But of course, the idea is that the Yasher of the Bnei Yisrael comes through Moshe. Az Yasher Moshe. And what is the first thing they say in the Shira? A Shira Hashem, I will sing to Hashem. Ki Goi Go. Goi Go means he's exalted above the exalted. Ga'a, like the word Gaiva, Geus, Hashem Malach Geus Lovish. Geus means exaltedness. Right, so the word Gaiva is in the negative sense, haughtiness, pompousness. But the word Geus, Ga'a, is exalted, aloof, sublime. God's Goi Ga. He's exalted above the exalted. He says, Pchinas Alma de Iskasya, Turi de Chashucha. It's the concealed world. Goi Ga means it's the greatness above greatness. Havaya de la'ela, the concealed world, Turi de Chashucha and Zayar, it's called the mountains of darkness, which transcend the light because they're, be, they, they're beyond being revealed. That's why it's Iskasya. Iskasya is darkness. Well, what makes it dark is not that it's lower than the light, it's much higher than the light. Ashira Lashem, I'm gonna sing, Kigai Ga. That's what Kriyas Yamsuf did. It opened up the Yam. The Yam is always concealed. It's covered by the water. Kamayim Layam Mechasim. Like the expression of the Pasuk. And here was Kriyas Yamsuf where there was Almadis Kasya. When the Jews were elevated to this state of reality, they did not want to leave. It says right after Kriya Samsov in the Shira, it says Vayasa Moshe, Moshe, as I'll say, it doesn't say they traveled. Moshe made them travel. They didn't want to travel. Rashi brings it. So you know what Rashi says, why they didn't want to travel? Huh? Because money, right? Business <laughs> It was too, too good, too good spoil. Yeah. So that's what it looks like. It was just money. Where are we going? Like, let's just stay here. We'll settle here. We'll do well. Balatanya Taitras, the moment they experienced what they experienced at Kriya Syamsov, they couldn't leave. They didn't want to leave. Why? Because this was the moment that Almadis Kasia opened up. Opened up. Kriyas Yamsuf. So they didn't want to leave. What happens? Moshe says you have to leave. What's the next, the next destination? Vayavoyu Midbar Shur. Vayasa Moshe. Moshe takes them and they brings them to Midbar Shur. The word Shur in Lashon Kodesh means seeing. Right? Like you'll have in, uh, Bilam says, uh, what's his Lashon? Erenu v'loi ata, ashurenu v'loi karev. I see it, even if it's not close. By Yosef, Yaakov tells Yosef before his passing, Ben Peris Yosef, Ben Peris Yosef, Ben Peris, Alei Oyen, Bonoi Saad, Alei Shur. The girls of Mitzrayim stood on the walls to look at him. Shur means to see. Re'iyah, to see. They went to Midbar Shur. Shur hulashin re'iyah v'hizgalos. Pchines almadiz galia. Moshe said, now we're going back to almadiz galia. They didn't want to go. They wanted to stay in almadiz kasya. Kiyas yamsof. Moshe said, we're going to Midbar Shur. Shur is where you could see. And what's the next one? Vayavoyu Marasa. 
They come to Mara. Mara is bitter. Ki ragaleha yoydei The end of the Pasuk is, ragaleha yoydei smavis. Al-Tarebbe often will say chuli at the end of a Pasuk when it's, uh, sometimes he, you know, he's not concluding the Pasuk, but sometimes it's, uh, it's a little bit of a negative term, so he doesn't finish it, just like before by Maidim. So he just says chuli. But the expression is, ragaleha yoydes. Ragleha Yerdes Mavis, her legs go down into a place of Mavis. Marasa, there's a bitterness. That's why the Jews felt they don't want to leave Kriyas Yamsov. They go to Midbar Shur, and then they go to Mara. Vayoreyu Hashem eats. The water is bitter, and Hashem shows them a tree, which is who eats Achayim. This is, it says in Medrash, this is the tree of life from the original Gan Eden, which allowed the water to become, it allowed the water to become sweet. That's the Eitz Achayim that happens in Mara. Because, see, what what is Kriyas Yamsuf? As the Balatanya said earlier in the Maimer, that Kriyas Yamsuf is the moment where Vayar Yisrael asayad hagdoila shasar shem b'mitzrayim, or a certain manifestation of what we call Alma Deskasya. because we see Kriyas Yamsuf as the sea split; it opened up and they crossed through. We know Chazal say Rashi brings it also that when the Yamsuf split, Nifkau kol hameimus shabayolam, all the waters in the world split. All the waters in the world, wherever there was water, it split. So how do we understand that? On a literal level, wherever there was a yam, it split. What would be the purpose of that? Wherever there was an ocean or a river, everything split. So if you filled up a bathtub with water to take a bath, wherever you were, it split. What the Balatanya is teaching us is something very profound. Mayim is a concept. Yam is a concept. That concept split on any level. And it's an incredibly rich idea, because what is the difference of Yam and Yabasha? So as he said before, Yam has everything. The Gemara says in Chulun, Kol Mashiach Yabasha, Yesh Bayam, Kol Mashiach Under the sea, you have a whole world, very, very diverse world, very interesting world. We still haven't, had the ability to do the full research. If I'm not mistaken, there are still approximately 2 million living creatures under the sea that man has not had the ability to investigate. I don't mean 2 million species, 2 million types, 2 million species, not 2 million creatures, 2 million types. That means many, 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 many hundreds of millions, but species that we haven't yet, with a lot of species that we have researched. I'm talking in the last 100 years. It's a whole world, the Yam. Whatever you have, you have all types of living organisms from fish, from fish to uh, insects, to rodents, to reptiles, and of course, bushes and shrubs and different produces and different formations and different climates and different realities. It's a whole world under there. 71% of our planet is water. You know, the dry land is a very little part. But... It's covered. What do you see? You just see <coughs> one bed of water. That's it you see. You don't see anything else. When I look at the ocean, I look at the sea, there's a tranquility. 
You go down, you go snorkeling or scuba diving, or you take a deep dive, there's a lot going on. But what do you see? You see this the oneness. Everything is one. It's united by the bed of water that encompasses it all. There's a uniformity. And we see that it gives people a tranquility. We go to the water, yeah? People go to the beach, they go to the ocean. There's a certain menuchas nefesh that God put into human nature. Even a lake, a waterfall, a canal, even a pond creates a certain serenity. People go here to the pond. There's just, what, what does it do to a person? What does it do? It strikes a chord. What does water do to people? You know, like everything, if you do it every day, you get used to it. I mean, we get used to everything. But you know, everybody knows there's something about water that is very, very calming, very, very special. Yeah. The truth is, the Balatanya is teaching us is that it's a little bit of a reminder into our own Alma Deskasya. Because what's the difference between water and dry? Dry land is the exact opposite. When you look at dry land, you immediately see diversity. I look at this room, right? There's right away otherness. This is a cup, and this is a, a mic, and this is a safe, and this is a tissue box, this is a phone, and this is a shmata, an important one. Tables and chairs and individuals, and every person is different. Every person is their own universe, their own world. Right away you see his chalkos. Here's a squirrel, and here's a deer, and here's a shrub, and here's a blade of grass, and here's a car driving, and here's traffic, and here's a red line, a red light, and here's... Right away you see his chalkos division. In the yam there's also everything going on, but it's covered by that water. What does it represent spiritually? This is a marshal. But there's another difference between the two. What's the other difference between the two? The creatures of the sea need to remain submerged in their source of life. You tell a fish, why don't you just float on top of the water? Take a cruise. <laughs> Enjoy the views, right? Get into a, get into a cruise. And we all know for the fish that spells death. We also need earth. We need earth like they need, we need earth. Nobody could live without the earth. We need earth for oxygen. How much oxygen is produced by, by trees and rainforests, etc. Oxygenating our planet. Of course, we need earth for food, whether it's the produce, vegetation, or vegetables, or fruits, or even if you're eating meat. But those animals are eating produce. So we all need the earth. But we are on top of the earth. And you can even detach from earth. You can even go into a plane and remain a few days, thousands and thousands of miles above the earth. And even when you're in a home, you're above the earth. And what does it mean here when we put a person inside the earth? What does that mean? It means the end of life. So you see, what for the fish is life is for us death. What for the fish is death is for us life. (laughs) Mom is the opposite. The fish is gets, put me in the water. I don't even want to be a bit outside of the water. You want me to walk on top of the water and enjoy it? Could call the Hevakadisha. That's the fish you'll have for Shabbos. For the person, it's the exact opposite. Only after 120 years, offer Atta, they'll offer Toshav. It's the end of life. There's no ability to live there. We must live from earth. Hakalhoyim in offer. There's no Chius without offer, without earth. But 
There's a disconnection. I'm on top of it. I can even mamish separate from it. Do you see the connection between the two differences of Yam and Yabasha? Again, what are the two differences? In Yam, you see the oneness. The water is like the uniform. It's like the ultimate uh, equalizer. And the division is only in the water, which is not revealed. That's why when you look at the surface, it doesn't look like really anything is going on. When the Titanic went down, uh, of course from our point. You're right. You're right. You're right. We're trying to be human. <laughs> In April 1912, when the Titanic went down, right? It's, it's, it's in a way very tragic as well. It's on top of the water. It's glorious. It's amazing. And then the water swallows it up. And there's no zeich. In the 1980s, they went down and they excavated it. It was all there. I mean, you know, decades later, in a different form. Sus right? The boat that God couldn't sink. They didn't have enough lifeboats because the captain said, we don't need. You have to remember that you're vulnerable. So that's the yam. Okay, so that's, of course, it's it's a very sad story, no question. But the point here is how the Mayim conceals. That's one difference. The second difference is that in Yabasha, we don't only see the separateness, we are always connected to earth, but never inside. On the contrary, outside and even disconnected. And in the Yam, the Dagam Shabayam have to be in the Mayim, not even visible. It's so deep that in Halacha there's a Shitta, Shimon ben Gamliel holds that Dagim are not a Chatzitza for Mikvah. That's what he holds. It's not the halacha, but he holds if a fish gets in between, let's say a woman goes to the mikveh and there's a dag, a fish that gets in between, it's not considered a separation because they are like the water itself. Again, there's other shittas in halacha, but it just brings out, the fact that there's such an opinion, brings out the idea that the dag is considered the water because it doesn't only live from the water, it's completely submerged inside the water. What does this all represent spiritually? There's two states of life, Almadis Kasi and Almadis Galya. Rajbi was called Nuneyama, fish of the sea. It's a certain type of Moshe, like we learned in the previous Maimer. Why is he called Moshe? Because he's drawn out of water. So that becomes his name. That story defines his whole life. His parents gave him a different name. Moshe wasn't his Jewish name, Moshe is an Egyptian name. Given by an Egyptian girl, an Egyptian princess. That becomes his name. She drew him out of water. Moshe is to draw, to draw, draw out. It's an important story. He was saved. But that's not the only story of his life. But that's the story that gives him his name. Because that story of drawing out of water is the story of his life. Havaya, Havaya. Vayaminu Moshe Moshe is from Alma Deskasya. He comes from the water. Not just physically, spiritually. What's the two states of life? The state of living in the water is, a person is not just living from the water. They're inside the water. They're not visible. You don't see their mitzias. All you see is their water. They're completely submerged in their source of life. 
that their very identity is one with their source of life. There's no separation whatsoever. And therefore, when you look at the Yam, you don't see any division. You see Achtos, you see oneness. Because everything is really one. When you go to the place of Alma de Skasya, everything is one. It's the Shirish. Remember, back to the planning of the home. When I create a home, there's a lot of different parts of the home. When the home is in my mind, how many parts are there to the house? When the house is in your mind, when a company is in your mind, when a project is in your mind, when an idea is in your mind, how many parts are there? Huh? There's complete oneness. It's an akuda. It's all inside of me. It's not separated from me. When it's externalized, everything has to be, and that, that's the job of getting from Miskasia to Zgalia is not easy. You imagine, you imagine the company in your head. How long does it take to imagine? A split second. And you see it all. It's all there. The problem is it's in your head. Nobody else knows about it. Now you got to get it done. From Machshava to Maisa is a very big avoider, very long highway. And suddenly you have to deal with people who misunderstand it. And you may give it to somebody who may take it in the wrong way. Just like the contractor, right? He decides the windows have to be here. No gate to us. Now you're in court fighting over money. Why? Because from Almadis Kassit, Almadis is a different world. Almadis Kassit is a world where the whole universe is Kivayachal in God's mind. Over there, it was always oneness. Because that's what it is. It's all one. When I look at the world from Almadis Kassit, Asgalia, that's Yabasha. Everybody is different. Everything is different. You are you, I am I. And I'm trying to figure out who I am from the external reality. Back to what we spoke about, Chachmas Chitzonius, if you remember. What's Chachmas Chitzonius? I could study cells, I could study DNA, I could study amino acid, I could study molecules, atoms, particles, which are incredible. But I may never reach the Pnimius of it, the Skasia of it. The Dvar Hashem, the divine oneness of the universe. I see the external. I see what's manifested. Havaya de Lasata. Even Parai saw that. Parai was a shtickle scientist. He saw it. But Havaya de Laela. Havaya de Laela is, as he said, the whole Yudke Vavke, the way it's, it's completely one, the way it's in the Yam. In the Yam, we're all one. Because the Mayim, Defines us so that's why he says it's soiv of kalalman. Mitachas zrayas oilam. The water covers everything. Because when you're submerged in the, in, in the source, doesn't mean there's no differences. But the differences are manifestations of oneness. And that's why you're submerged in the water. In Yabasha, consciousness changes. When a person is submerged in the earth, it means they're not alive anymore. Because the definition of life in Yabasha is separateness. What spells life in Yabasha spells death in Yam. What spells life in Yam spells death in Yabasha. Definition of life in the Yam is connection, attachment, oneness. Definition of life in Yabasha is separateness. Before Matan Torah, there had to be Kriyas Yamsuf. What was Kriyas Yamsuf? Hafach Yam Yabasha. Suddenly, they could see into the Yam. Or in other words, Almadis Kasya is opened. And you can see the world from that perspective. 
the moment you see the world from that perspective, changes you forever. They erupt in a shira, in a song. They saw Havaya. They saw Havaya. They saw the manifestation of Havaya de la Eila and Havaya de la Sata. And then there's Havaya Aminu, there's an Amuna. Because Havaya de la Eila, we grasp through Amuna. Amuna is deeper than Yira, deeper than Reiya. We spoke, what is Amuna? What is the concept of Amuna? Amuna, and this is vital, is never a competition with intelligence. Amuna is never... You know, you're too stupid, just believe me. That's not emuna. Emuna is not blind. Emuna comes after Reiya, not before Reiya. <laughs> In other words, emuna is a vision that goes beyond eyesight. There's what my eye can experience. And then there's emuna. So emuna is not, there's emuna that's lower than Reiya, lower than Seichel. Like you don't know, you don't see, can you just believe me? The real concept of emuna is, Havaya de la meaning that which my mind and my eyes will not grasp, not because I didn't try, not because I'm lazy, and not because I'm afraid. No, I have to reach the maximum of what my eyes and my mind can grasp. But infinite reality is infinite, and my brain, despite its power, is finite. Can I have a relationship with that? The relationship with the infinite is called Amuna. When you say Kriyas Yamsav split every Mayim in the world, it sounds like, okay, every bathtub split. It's a very deep idea. Wherever there was concealment, it opened up. Kriyas Yamsav is not just an event of the Red Sea, it split. Kriyas Yamsav represents wherever there's a concept of Almadiskasya, it opened up. What would it mean in a person? In a person it would mean that the subconscious and the conscious now flowed into each other in a seamless flow. The brain was not filtering anymore. It was not eclipsing anymore. It opened up. Now you want to leave from such a place? Huh? It sounds scary if Moshe is not there. If Moshe, if Moshe is not there. If Moshe is there, it's not scary. Because if Moshe is not there, if only Freud is there, Freud will say, you see, I told you you're all mud. I told you you're just a crazy monkey. So it's very, who wants to go there? You know, you look like a gentleman. Why would you want to get exposed to all the mud, right? But if Moshe is there, or if the Altarebbe is there, <laughs> then it'll show you that your ultimate Alma Deskasi is what? Your dvekus, your intimacy with the divines, you have nothing to be scared of. Huh? That's where the simcha is, his galos. In other words, we're afraid of our alma de because what are we going to find there? It's like all the dysfunction I'm trying to eclipse is going to come out. <laughs> the Lubavitcher once wrote a professor a letter, so he said that Freud was a very uh, deep person. And he said, you know, you have a beautiful garden outside and you dig and you'll see there's just mud. You know, on the top there's flowers and lilies and roses. But if you dig deep, gravel and garbage and filth and mud, and that's it. <laughs> but he said, if you dig deeper, 
you'll find diamonds. Dalterebbe dug deeper, you'll find diamonds. If, according to Freud, the core of man was the id. The id. And the id is basically the uninhibited uh, behemoth that wants to do whatever it wants to do, whenever it wants, however it wants, with whomever it wants, whenever it wants. And then we have superficial layers above it that keep us in, uh, in line, and our neurosis is the tension between our true self and our external self. The id. I-D. He called it id. What was he missing? He was right about a, about a lot of it. He's right. But he was missing the yid beneath the id. One letter. What's the letter? Y. Yud. <laughs> the yud. He was missing the yud. Be- there is an id, but beneath the id, there's a chelik aleka. There's a chelik aleka mimal mamash. In other words, the almadiskasya of a person is not filthy. The almadiskasya of a person is oneness. That's what water does to us. When we come to the water, we get a glimpse, a little tiny glimpse of a secret universe that we still remember when we were in the womb of our mother, when we were also in the yam. We all start off in a sea, the amniotic sac. And birth is called Kriyas Yamsov. In the Torah, Shri Shal Pesach, birth is called Kriyas Yamsov. What do they say? The water breaks. That's what it's called. The water breaks. And when the water breaks, it's time to get ready. Because Kriyas Yamsov is when the Yam comes into the Yabosha. But we live in a cynical world, like Rebbe Avram said, a lot of sharks, and we forget it. You go back to the water, and subconsciously it's a reminder of a world in where there's oneness. That's the serenity, the Menuchas HaNefesh. Because when you're submerged in your source, there's always serenity. Alma Deskast is a very serene place. Fish, it says, don't deal with ayin hardest. No, I v'yid gularoiv b'kerevaretz. There's a certain calmness. It says that fish don't need shchita, right? Dogim, you just take them and you eat them. Why did you have to do shchita on dogim? Because dogim represent alma deskasi. You don't need a transformation on that level. A behema needs shchita and tusim on them. The veshet and the kana, the esophagus and the trachea. A tarnagal, a chicken, a oif needs shchitin, one semen at least. A dag, a tzarech hasif, no shchitin, a asaf is called geayam. Gemara in chulin. Because dagim represents the alma deskasi, you don't need shchitin, you don't need a transformation. Change it through shchitin, which is a very radical form of transformation. Who helps them do this? Moshe Rabbeinu. What's the role of Moshe? It's the back to the marshal we spoke about in the cave. The two people, the two groups sitting in the cave, you remember the marshal two days ago? The two groups sitting in the cave are arguing. Is there an outer world? Is there no outer world? One happens to be right, one happens to be wrong, but they're living in the same paradigm. They're both in a dark cave. You believe this, I believe this. It's almost circumstantial. Not that one group is not right and one group is not wrong. They are, and that's very special. But in essence, they're not different. They both come from a place of darkness. I happen to believe my grandmother's stories, and you don't believe your grandmother's stories. That's the difference. (laughs) I drank the Kool-Aid, you didn't. The chicken soup affected me, it didn't affect you. Okay. You know what I My father used to smile more at me, your father used to smile yes, less at you. 
You had a good office of Bonham at Sar Shabbos where they gave good pizza and ice cream and used to win the raffle, so Judaism became nice. You get the point. Huh? So it's a mazel. Baruch Hashem, you were zoiche. You were zoiche. When that person comes into the cave, what's the pshat? He's equally distant from both groups. Even the group he agrees with, he's distant from them. Because he sought, he's part, he sees that world. He comes from that world. He lives in that world. He fell into the cave. And suddenly, even if you're the group who believes, what pshat you believe? You believe, you heard a story, you believe it. They suddenly can get an experience of it. An experience of it. That's a whole different reality. He actually sees it. He comes from that place. So what does this mean in Avaidus Hashem? So he says, Emuna is connected to Moshe. Moshe is from Alma Deskasi. Moshe lives in that world of Yam, of oneness. Moshe sees it. Because Moshe sees it, so Moshe allows the Jew to experience his own emuna. The Gemara says in Brachas that Moshe said, what's the big deal? Hashem only wants you to fear him. So, 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 Chazal, so the Gemara says, what? It's such a small thing. It's a small thing. He's asking the Jews. He's not saying, speaking to himself. So he says, from here you see that the Peshat is that there's Moshe in every Jew. <laughs> the Gemara doesn't mean Lagabe Moshe, it's Milsazutrasahi. The Gemara means Lagabe, the Moshe of every Jew, it's Milsazutrasahi. <laughs> Ataich in the Gemara. Not Lagabe Moshe, it's small. Lagabe, the Moshe in you, it's small. Because <laughs> the job of Moshe is to reveal the Moshe in, in every Jew, there's a Moshe. Moshe is just the embodiment the manifestation of what exists in every Jew. That's what he brings out. Vayikra havaya havaya. That the muna should be able to be in a pnimius. It shouldn't remain super, super conscious. It shouldn't remain concealed. It should be a living reality. Cause a muna is there. A muna is the ability of the soul to experience ultimate infinite reality. The soul sees it. But there's often a disconnect. It's alma discuss. It's a concealed world. And it remains concealed. We don't have Kriyas Yamsuf uh, every day. And even in Kriyas Yamsuf, water, water, the, the water's got, the water's split. But there's still, there's always Havaya de la Ela where you need a Muna. Moshe's Havayadis, Rayyam Mehemna. He shepherds their Muna. He nurtures their Muna. In other words, their Muna should become fodder, should become food, it should be able to be internalized by a person. That's the real, the real muhus of what a Moshe Rabbeinu is. That when you see Moshe, you hear Moshe, you're connected to Moshe. So your own divine essence becomes a true reality, a real reality that could sustain you. You can go to the bank with it. It's a reality. The Medrash says, the Zaya says, There's a spashtus of Moshe in every generation. 
And the Medrash says, Ein ein That's what a real connection to Moshe in every generation is. That's what the Medrash says. Ein, ein That's the expression. There's no der where there's no Moshe. And it says in Zoyar, Ispashtusa de Moshe, Ispashtus of Moshe, is Bechal Dada Vedada. The Mashmoz from the Zayar is one. It's the Pchin of Mashiach. Goyal Rish and Goyal Achara. The truth is, it exists on different levels. Because as we said, in every Yid is a Moshe. So, Ein L'chadar Shem Moshe means every Jew is a Moshe. But there's the Moshe who helps every Jew see the Moshe in himself. And that's the Nekud of Moshe. Moshe is not himself. I'm Moshe. Moshe Avdei. Because Moshe is completely one bottle to the Ein Saif. So therefore Moshe could be a conduit through which the Ein Saif is revealed in every Jew. If Moshe would be a, uh, a Metzius, if he wouldn't be for Mayim, it would be dangerous. <laughs> you know, it could be manipulative, like a cult. Moshe is Avdei. Moshe doesn't have a Metzius. On of Ma'od. To be Moshe, you have to be on of Ma'od from any other person. Then he could be a Moshe. In other words, Moshe says, Anoichi oimed bein, there's a posak, Anoichi oimed bein neichem o bein Hashem, lahagid lechem as dvar Hashem. I stand between you and Hashem to tell you the dvar Hashem. That's like a statement. Anoichi oimed. I'm the one. The Baal Shem Tev says, Anoichi oimed bein Hashem o bein neichem. The only thing that stands between you and God is the anoichi, the ego. <laughs> if you get rid of the anoichi. But Moshe says, Anoichi. So there's a lashon of the Balatanya, Moshe was a memutza ha-mechaber, not a memutza ha-mafsik. There's an intermediary that becomes a intermediary, like you go to me and then I'll, you know, if you're a good guy, if I like you, I'll take you. You know, I'm like a gabai. <laughs> I run this show, you know. You go to me and then I'll take you. Judaism doesn't believe in that. The moment Moshe becomes that, go for a run away. <laughs> What do you need a Moshe? The Pshat that Moshe is a Mamutza Mechaber. What says the Mamutza Mechaber? Yeah, if you want to put it this way, as you want to put it this way, you have you have Hashem, you have a Jew, right? You, nobody comes in between. Something can become come come to me and I'll take you to Hashem. But do the other image. Yeah, there's Hashem and there's a Jew. Moshe stands behind you and pushes you. That's not Mamutza Mechaba. He's not, he's not in between. He stands behind you, push, pushes you. <laughs> it's a different vart. And that's the real Nakuda of Moshe in, a genera- in every generation. The Nakuda, how do you know a Moshe Rabbein in a generation? How do you know? There's so much propaganda. How do you know? <laughs> how do you, huh? People that are pushing me I don't mean push as in a negative sense. I'm trying to say it's not in between. It's, it's, it's Megala, your own Achdos. Because Moshe is completely bottled to Ein Saif, so he doesn't get in between because there's no him to get in between. His whole Metzius is Min Hamayim. Mayim, the Dagim is not a Chatzitza. The Dag of the water is not a Chatzitza. Min Hamayim is yeah. Also, yeah, yeah. Farta Yidale and Ashifala. Reblevitsa of writes in Kedusha Slavi Parsha Shaiftim. I quote this. It's not, uh, you could look it up. 
and I always give Myra Mekaymas, Mutter l'shtachavus l'tzadik. That's what he says. And he brings a ganze raya, a ganze beer over there, not for nashaloi tzivis. What does he mean? We make a mistake. We say, there's God, there's a big, big tzadik, yeah, and then there's you and me. That's not the Nakuda. And what does it take to be a big tzaddik? What does it take to be a tzaddik? I don't know, whatever, you, you sit and learn 18 hours a day, you become a gadol, you're a big man and this, maybe you have a lot of tzitkos, you do mitzvahs, you have das or whatever. What happens if you say a lie once in 50 years? Okay. Stamench. What if you say Lashon Hara once in 35 years? Okay, not bad. <laughs> right? You're a good man, there's no question, but it doesn't have nothing to do with Moshe Rabbeinu. That's not an Akudah of Moshe. You're a good person. That's what the Baditchev is saying. The Tzaddik he's talking about is, you're talking about a different, re- you're talking about Moshe, the Pshat of Moshe's Min Hamayim He's not part of that pit. He's not part of that cave. He's from Mayim. He's shtik elakus mamish. There's no metzias. There's no ego. It's not pshat his ego, but he learns much more than me. It's a big thing that he learns much more than me, and and we respect, and you should respect, and so forth, and learn from him. The nekuda of Moish is a different nekuda. It's complete bittel telakus. There's no such a thing. Huh? And that's why you can't, and you, you can't be deceptive about this. You can't deceive people about this. Now people are so starving for something, they hop onto anything. And they even hop onto great things, but they misplace it. And they give it credit that that person doesn't need. It's a pressure that a person doesn't need and doesn't deserve. It's too much. Let him be him. He's a wonderful man. You, if you're not Moshe, don't make yourself Moshe and don't let other people think you're your Moshe. Sometimes they're not trying. Other people are trying. Because it's a good business. It's a very good business. Protects you. But you have to understand, here the Balatanya, you're talking about pure oil. You're talking about here, Emes, Betachlis, Emes. This is not a joke. The real Moshe Rabbeinu is real. It's real. <laughs> it's real. And when and and when when you're sensitive to Emes, you know this is Emes. It's not the joke. With sensitive. Okay, that's why you come to the Shir. You could bow to a tzaddik. You could bow down to a tzaddik. What do you mean? What we don't bow to people. I mean, you could bow out of respect to anybody. You could bow to a melech. But, but that's not a chiddush. You could bow to, you could bow to a para you're allowed to bow to. But not as, the pshat is like this. The real tzaddik he's talking about is a tzaddik who doesn't have a metzias. When you're not bowing to him, you're bowing to Hashem. <laughs> if he has a metzias, then you're not allowed to. It's a isr gomer. It doesn't mean he's not a good Jew. He's a wonderful Jew. He's a fine Jew. We love him. We respect him. But it's a different Indian. It's a different Matthias. You're not going to say, has to be Avdoi. What's Avdoi? 
He's the gilu of Ein Soif in this world. And what, what do we need it for? We need it for because it allows Emunah to become real. Because godliness is concealed. But the only way it can happen is if this is a person who is nothing, meaning he has no power. He is powerless. Because the moment he has power, you're done. You're, you're, you're from a different world. You're back to the cave. Okay, so now you're smarter than me. You'll have more proofs that there's God. That's not Moshe. Moshe is not a philosopher who's going to prove in the cave that there's a God. I, that's all good, but that's all in the cave. Moshe is a different reality. It's a, diff, it's a different level of dvekas. And when one meets Moshe, they could meet their own Moshe. Because everyone is Moshe. Everybody is Moshe. That's what Alter Rebbe says in Tanya. Legabe Moshe milsesutrasehi. You're Moshe. When the small Moshe meets the big Moshe, the small Moshe becomes a big Moshe. <laughs> if you're really searching, God will show you. If the zuch smitanemes, you'll know who. If the zuch smitanemes, you won't. If the zuch smitanemes, and you daven, and you say, Reboyne Shaloylam, help me be zuch makasha to Moshe in our door, he'll show you everything. <laughs> Hashem will help you with that. Each moment, each moment we create, everything is created new. So each moment that a theoretical person, maybe they speak Rosh on Tuesday, but then they stop, they say, then from then on, they're most... Yeah, first a person could do tshuva, no question. But I'm saying it's not a joke, you know? In, that, in, my, in my own life, if I, if I can like, try to be in the bench for a certain period of time, like 20 minutes, half an hour, and during those 20 minutes, half an hour, until I do We don't worship people. We don't worship people. We only worship God. You understand? We only worship God. We don't worship people. Huh? Oh! We don't worship Moshe, but if Moshe is not a Metzius, it's not called believing Moshe or worshiping Moshe. That's the word. But the moment Moshe becomes a Metzius, it's very dangerous. Because Moshe, because the person can have flaws, the person can have a bad day, and you don't have to be manipulated. Rabbi, it fits very well with what you said. The Ragitzok fits very well with Rabbi Jacobson because that's what you said somebody's pushing you. So Mitter Lishtad was when you bow, nobody's in front of you. Very good. Because the tzaddik is not in front of you, so you're not bowing to somebody. There's an expression in the Balatanya, not memutza hamafsik, memutza hamachaber. He doesn't become in between. He helps you reveal your connection. It's not like, ooh, me, and then I'll take you there. It's in many ways I would compare it to a conductor, to a conductor. The conductor doesn't play the instrument. You ever see? Er springt, he schwitzes, he bows down, yeah? He runs around, the stick is flying, his hair is flying all over the place, he's sweating. What is the guy doing? Nobody knows. <laughs> but if he goes away, <laughs> this is chaos. But he doesn't take an instrument. He doesn't replace anybody's job. But he usually... <laughs> but what does he do? He brings out the talent in every person and he unifies them. They're all working together. 
That's what a, Reb, a real Reb is. He doesn't take anybody's job. Doesn't say, I'll play your, no, 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 you play your instrument. I'm not, it's your music. I'm not your music. He insists on it. But my job is to be there to bring out your music and to remember that you're part of a symphony. You're part of the Mayim. That's what Mayim is. Huh? This was worth the price of admission to this symphony. He's saying it was worth the $300 he had to pay to sit to, to get the seat. If, if Rabbi Fafrikan, when you're ready to meet such a Rebbe, God will help you. Don't worry. In a day, he'll help you. That I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Of course. That's what a mikveh is. What do you think going to the mikveh is? Going to the mikveh is... You're becoming a fish. You're going into the water. That's why you can't even have one strand of water. What do you care if there's a little here out of the mikveh? It's a joke. God says, oh, your hair is out of the mikveh. Come on. <laughs> the pshat is, in bittel, it's even not a hair out. If there's a hair out, it means it's not a mikveh. It's totality. And only then can there be intimacy between the husband and the wife. Because after mikveh, when you go to that place of oneness, now the husband and the wife could become one. Verstehst? That's why mikveh is the prerequisite for intimacy. The Eitz Hadas was in the garden. The garden was irrigated by the river. Right? But once they ate from that tree of Das, now there's the self-consciousness of Ayeka. Going into the mikveh, and that's where Damnida, it says Damnida came from the Chetet Tzadas. <clears throat> so that's the mikveh before intimacy. Okay. There's going to be a sheer Sunday morning, but everything an hour later, okay? So the Chsidus will be 8, and then we'll learn Gemara 8.45, that's Sunday. Let's go, it's so late. Everybody have a wonderful Shabbos. We're here for Shabbos, so those who come Shabbos, we have the regular schedule. You understood? Real stuff. Okay, Rabbi Isaac, you understood? You want to know where to find? Let's go on. It does. When you live with, when you live with Moshe, it's real every day. I don't only mean this Moshe. This Moshe. Every Jew is a Moshe. It says in Gemara that Hamad Chacham is called Moshe. There's different levels. Every Jew is a Moshe. But then there's, you have Moshe Rabbeinu. The 
Limud for Moshe. Avad, the Limud for Moshe. This class is brought to you by the yeshiva.net. Please help us continue the classes. Make even a small contribution at www.theyeshiva.net slash donate.